the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dear friends in Christ, have you ever had times that were not going so well for you? And you just needed to hear some words that would change your thought and direction in a more positive way. Well, this happened to people. They were known as the Israelites. And it was just over 2,500 years ago when it was happening. And it was the prophet Isaiah who had recorded much of God's word being delivered to the people at that time. And Isaiah chapter 40 is really the beginning of God's great gospel proclamation. Good news for his people. Now Israel had been given mostly God's law and judgment through those words of Isaiah for 39 chapters. The city of Jerusalem had been under attack and in fact it's now been even destroyed and the people have been taken off into captivity in Babylon. And they find that they can't sing the Lord's song in this foreign land. They're cut off from their land of Israel and For them, they probably feel cut off from their God. And so the word of Isaiah now is really a word of comfort. Notice how God addresses them in verse 1. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. He reminds them that even though they're in captivity right now, even though they feel like God has abandoned them, or that they've failed God, God is still their God. And they are still his people. So now, comfort. Comfort comes. Listen to verse 2. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, and that she has received from the Lord's hand Double for all her sins. Verse 2 begins with, speak tenderly. I like the original Hebrew wording when translated to English says, speak to the heart. Speak to the heart. The Lord God is having a heart-to-heart visit with his people through Isaiah. And the sins of the people are paid for, he says. And their hard service is over. And instead of punishment, which you would normally get if something happened, that punishment would be even multiplied to be repaid. Instead of punishment, God provides for them a double blessing in place of their disobedience. The people, the Israelites, they get forgiveness. They get also a savior. In his word, God speaks to our hearts still today. On the other hand, we know that it's the world and its attractions that speak to our emotions, don't they? The world tries to trap our emotions with a net of sinful desires and greed. 
And these can be desires that fill our Christmas shopping and our Christmas things that are going on, the thoughts during this time of year. And we still have a sinful nature as long as we live and breathe. St. Paul says in Galatians 3.22, The scriptures imprisoned everything under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. You see, our desires try to imprison us daily. We're constantly fighting against those. But God says to us, comfort. Our Heavenly Father speaks to our hearts. And he speaks to us with that kind of love that only a parent can have for a child. We disobey, and God forgives. We sin, and God sends his Son to pay for that price. We have more of God's gracious comfort, even from Psalm 103. The psalmist declares, He, God, will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. We see the glory of the coming king as we hear God's gracious words of comfort that he alone can give us. And Isaiah now moves to a New Testament future in the words of prophecy in verses 3 through 5. He says, A voice of one calling, In the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all the people will see it together. Verse 3 is a beautiful picture of John the Baptist, who is the way preparer for Jesus. See, John pointed straight to Jesus as the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world when Jesus met him in that wilderness area. Jesus came straight to the people, and he preached to their hearts. Verse 4 reminds us that the people of the Bible, they did a whole lot of walking. The road was to be made level, rough places to be made smooth, and in the spiritual way, the road preparation means that the people would need to prepare their hearts, their minds, and their lives as the Savior comes. And then the people would see the glory of the Lord. They would see that glory in Bethlehem, as we shared in these last two evenings. And they would also see the glory of God in Jesus when he comes again on the last day. Our hearts, they're those desert highways that need to be straightened out. A desert highway, it's one that's windblown, It's dusty, it's dry, it's parched. And most highways in the Bible don't have direct routes. They had to follow where there was water available. The roads were often crooked. And the Lord reminds us of the evil of our own crooked, dry, and parched hearts. Jesus tells us in Mark's Gospel, For from within, out of men's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, 
adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. That's not a pleasant list. This list reminds us of the urgency of the need to prepare. And thankfully and joyfully, Jesus gives us reason to prepare. The Lord gives us his grace and his power and his strength so that we can straighten out those crooked hearts, those highways. Peter directs us in this way. He says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled and set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Like those Israelites, we look ahead. We look to that Savior's coming, the one who has already saved us from our sin, the one who will be that king in glory. And no longer do we have to live according to that list of wickedness that Jesus describes in Mark chapter 7. Our gracious God has given us his water of life. And that is able to quench those dry and parched hearts that we may have. We see the glory of the coming king as we prepare the desert highway, our crooked hearts. We see the glory of the coming Lord as we hear God's gracious word of comfort. And then Isaiah continues in verse 6. He says, all people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Isaiah uses the frailty and the fragileness of nature to reveal the strength and the eternity of God's word. In verse 6, Isaiah is given a message to cry out that mankind is like grass and flowers. They wither and they fall, he says. And that refrain you heard was repeated again and again in verses 7 and 8. Mankind is frail. Our life is short. We live a short time and it's often insignificant in terms of overall history. We're not newsmakers very often. And this shortness of life in mankind is meant to contrast with the eternity of God's word. We see in those first 39 chapters of Isaiah how first the Assyrians and then the Babylonians had come and they would conquer Israel. And Jerusalem and the temple, they would be destroyed. But God's word will stand. Forever. You and I and the nation that we live in, we are greatly blessed. Just about everyone has very easy access to a Bible, if not more than one. But we know, too, that that was not always the case. In biblical times, the Bible was not as readily available. And all of the books of the Bible had not yet even been gathered in Isaiah's time or even at the time of Jesus during his ministry. The few precious copies that they had, they were kept in safe places, such as the temple. Today we know that there are many Bibles that are available. 
And we know today, too, that there are more and more attacks against the very word and the truth of what God's word says. And in the midst of those attacks and those denials, we know that God's word still stands. God's word is eternal, and even the gates of hell, Jesus says, cannot prevail against it. They can't overcome God's word. And in Matthew 5.18, Jesus promises, I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. The eternal living word of God is our solid foundation. We know that in the Bible we see all the gifts that God gives to us, to each one of us and to every believer. God's word reminds us that all of the promises of God are true. And the most important aspect of it is that God's words are eternal. And the eternal words of God are also a sure guarantee of eternity. Listen to John 5, 24, to these words of Jesus. He says, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes me and who believes the one who sent me has eternal life. And they will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death into life. This is the glory of our coming king. At the manger in Bethlehem, you and I are privileged to look and to see the glory of our coming Lord and king. He won't come again as that babe, but he will come as our victorious king. We'll see that glory when we hear his words of promise. And whenever we read and study those words of life that he gives us through the scriptures, and as we hear and read and we learn of God's gracious comfort, we come to realize that we need to prepare our crooked hearts. And thankfully, by grace through faith, our Lord is the one who causes us to believe in all of his promises. For he is faithful, and he will never break any promise he gives us. And with great joy, we know that we can know, we can believe, and we can confess that God's word is eternal. Because that's what he's called us to be, eternal with him, to celebrate in those glories of heaven someday. So prepare Prepare for the coming of our glorious King. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who is your Lord and Savior. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.